You are listening to Lady Talk Radio. I'm your girl, Stacey Ray, and I like to bring a topic to the table for us to hash out together from navigating your creative life, your ambition, being a boss, intentionally living womanhood, and more. This is my not-so-fancy intro at the moment because, well, I like to break the rules, and I felt like my podcast intro was just feeling really stagnant, and I was all up in my perfectionism about it. So I decided to just do these little impromptu chill ones for now, you know, because like, no rules. This episode is one that was casual, but all the same powerful. As you may have noticed, I have not been recording on my podcast lately, and I've been kind of in my head about it. And so a friend of mine and I decided to just chat about how that goes for creatives and how we can stay the course and start again if we've been in a rut with creating. And of course, we talked about resistance because... You you can't talk about your creative life without acknowledging the impact of resistance in our lives. So this is a really special episode. You get a little glimpse into my life and my inner world, and you just get to jam out with me and one of my dear friends, Riley Rain. So let's do this, boo. So I've been thinking a lot about this episode. I'm not going to lie. I've been thinking a lot about it. I've been thinking a lot about podcasting in general for a while. So for obvious reasons, obviously, because it's like part of my work and what we do together, but also because I just see my true love for podcasting is never ending. (laughs) I feel like I've been around since like, like listening to podcasts since very early on. And then producing my own podcast, I actually looked back the other day for seven years. There's been patches where I haven't recorded, obviously, like right now with Lady Talk Radio. And for a little context, Riley is a dear friend of mine, total soul sister and forever friend, and also uh, an absolute genius in the audio department of your media and her and I get to produce podcasts together and work with incredible creators and incredible human beings who are here to truly change the world with their messaging and their their work and their art and we see this show up in clients a lot where there's this like kind of generalized resistance to creating a show or, or like, you know, you're, you've been creating a show a long time like me and you, you're like, you're like podcasting is essentially a part of your world, but you still have these moments where you're like, I can't create, I don't know what to create. I'm scared to create. I have nothing to say. I don't want to all of the things. And so Riley called me on my resistance recently. Cause I have been talking about getting back into lady talk radio since the beginning of time. I feel like it's been 84 years. And <laughs> and I just was like, you know what? We were on a call last week. She's like, why don't we talk about this? So here we are. Riley is here with me to be support and also just jam out on this because it's it's funny to me. The topic is entertaining and funny because we all do it. We're all human. Creators, I think, are some of the most self-critical um, people in the world because we we want we we see the integrity in our work and for me this show has always been this evolution and I just hit a wall about a year ago where I was like I don't know what to create and so here we are getting back into it Riley's allowed to ask me questions <laughs> to, to fire around me but also just just to chat with you guys and like catch up a little bit as well mm, yeah 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we were just hanging out as we do on Zoom and Stacy was saying how she has this experience where she'll sit down with her mic and then there's just so much resistance and, and she's so in her head. Yeah. And I was like, Stacy, you know what I'm going to say, right? And she <laughs> like, this time maybe, I don't know. And I was like, that's what you need to talk about. Because every entrepreneur, every creative, every person who hosts a podcast has that experience. So that's why we're here. Yeah. And I can see it in other people. It's hilarious. Like, you know, often that happens, right? We can see a pattern in someone else and, and go like, oh yeah, I totally see. All you got to do is just, just be yourself. Like just literally turn the microphone on and just talk about your process and talk about what's going on. And, um, I think especially because podcasting has felt the industry, I was just talking about this. I don't know if that was me and you Riley or someone else, but last week I was talking about this with someone about podcasting, how, the podcasting space has always been like, Hey, we set up these professional sound studios and then we like sit down and we, we curate these like epic episodes and we have these topics and it's super strategic and it's like just polished and like, everybody's got the sure mics and like, like, it's just very, (laughs) it's, it's been up until this point, which is great. I love that about the podcasting space too. The professionalism and the excellence of sound Mm -hmm. is like, yes, I totally get it. And also what I've seen in my own research in the past six months is the podcasting space has changed tremendously, right? Like we don't really care as much about polished content. We just care about getting to know each other. That's just like, we just want to be like part of the community, you know, we just want to connect. And Mm -hmm. some of my favorite shows are literally when they just like throw on the microphone or like, they're like recording in their car, you know, like me included, we overthink podcasting. We do. It's just, and I think with many mediums we do, if if anybody has ever tried to overcome their fear about making videos or starting a YouTube channel, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's Mm -hmm. like we face these these little patterns in ourselves that are like, no, nobody cares about what I have to say. No, I don't want to be seen today. No, 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 not good enough. Not this enough, not this enough. And the last time I sat down, so I was going to relaunch Lady Talk Radio a couple months back. And I Mm -hmm. sat down at my microphone. I was, I told Riley about this. I was no word of a lie. I was like trembling. I was trembling, which is so unusual. I usually love like chatting and podcasting and recording, but I was so out of practice, which I think is a really key. Mm -hmm. When we stop flexing the muscle, it's like our fear and our ego can, can ramp up and start to play with us there. So I just had so much. Yeah. Like when you said to me last week, Hey, why don't we talk about this? I was like, that's the essence of what I love about podcasting is I was sitting there on the call with you trying to think up some crazy, great topic to talk about. (laughs) Okay, guys, let's talk about this today, you know, versus just showing up and just being ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think every creative does that. We want to put something out that's so polished and beautiful and like, undeniably art you know yeah and at the same time the thing that connects us the most the thing that that makes us feel like we're not alone and the thing that helps us make our art and inspire each other is just storytelling and being real and honest and like right where we are you know so I think every creative has had that experience of sitting down to do their work 
I know I did last week. Stacy knows about this too. <laughs> and they sit down to do their work and they're just like, no, I can't. I'm not good enough. The imposter syndrome kicks in, right? That feeling of sitting down with the mic and, and being actually trembling or shaking or short of breath or having butterflies, that imposter syndrome kicks in. And all of a sudden we're like, oh, I don't know how to do this. And I think that this is an idea I'm working out. You're, you're getting a gem on the show right oh, now. Oh, yes. I think that imposter syndrome is a gift. I think that feeling that comes up when we're about to do the thing that we, we know we're meant to do, that we really feel the most called to do more than anything in the world, it, that feeling comes up because we care about what we're doing so much. Mm-hmm. We don't want to mess it up. We don't want to get it wrong. We don't want to put out something that isn't our best work. And that imposter syndrome tricks us from out of creating, right? When really what, what it could be is just a little signal that, hey, you're doing exactly what you need to be doing. Keep showing up. Yeah, truly. Yeah, isn't it wild, hey? Like, because, I mean, there's so many layers to that. Like, I feel like the things that we truly desire the most, like, my partner, Antonio, he is a piano player. He's just never learned how to play piano. And, you know, when you just know that somebody has to do something in their lifetime or they would never truly feel fulfilled. Yeah. For him, it's the piano, right? And I think my hunch anyways, is a lot of creators. We have these things in us where we're like, I know I need to do this in my lifetime. And it's almost like, that creates a wind tunnel of more resistance. Cause we're like, Ooh, I'm so afraid. How am I going to mm-hmm. learn that? How am I going to, it's going to take so long. I don't have time. All of our natural excuses and the things that we always put in the way are just going to be there. Right. And I'm having to learn in my own life over and over and over again. I seem to forget that's part of my ego is I'm like, Oh, I forget that I needed to learn that. Or I forgot to schedule that in or whatever. Yeah. And it's like what you said, it's like that imposter syndrome is actually this gift and this indicator of like, this really fucking matters to you. This really yeah. fucking matters. Not to the point where you shouldn't create it because it needs to be perfect, but just like be there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm so grateful that you suggested having this conversation together because I feel like you really get this because you, in your core, are such a creator and an artist. And there's something really magnificent about the co-creative space in podcasts. Like I could have come on here and tried to kind of work through my process with people, but I will say this, if someone listening to this has thought about podcasting or is relating to what I'm sharing around, yeah, you love it and you want to do it. But like, when you sit down at the mic, you're like, well, what am I doing? You know, (laughs) even with everything I know about podcasts, I still do this shit. So I can imagine Mm -hmm. that so many people who've never podcasted before, but want to so bad are like in that. So here's where I'm at in this moment. I'm like, okay, I feel like we cracked the seal. So I feel less afraid. I feel a lot of excitement. I feel like, um, and this often happens to me when I just neutralize the fear around something. It's like, you're like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. You know? And I think that that's the, like, that core fundamental love that like, we're really asking for in those moments when we're afraid is like, it's actually okay. Like you've got this, I've got you. 
we got this, you know, like just that, that neutral loving inner voice of like, it's okay. It's not as big of a deal as I'm making it. I'm just afraid and that's okay. And um, I think especially because a lot of the creators we work with work in healing spaces or supporting Mm -hmm. people with deeper embodiment or empowerment or transformation in some capacity, I would encourage people to talk about this stuff more because like I know as somebody who before I kind of worked with a lot of the people I do now, I would look out at a lot of the coaches and consultants and teachers and healers. And I was like, dude, they've got it figured out. They are handled, Mm -hmm. which is not true. Everybody is working through their own stuff. Right. And everybody is accessing their toolbox on a daily basis and going, okay, what can, what do I need today? What do I need today? You know? So I think it would be really empowering. I'm curious how this episode lands for you guys. And um, just knowing that I too struggle with resistance, with insecurities, mm-hmm. with uncertainty, all of those things, you know, and just knowing how to like keep leaning in and creating no matter what, even if it calls for a friend to come <laughs> and hold my hand through the yeah. process. Right. So I'd encourage you to kind of like, like, look at that, you know, is it really resistance or is it, Hey, I'm not ready to start a podcast or you know, all of those things. Cause for some reason, podcasting and YouTube channels seem to really fuck with people's heads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. And also if you look at some of the most successful podcasts and YouTube channels and creators in general, even, you know, TikTok, Instagram, any of those spaces, some of the most successful people, and I don't mean success by finances or as flashy as it can be. I mean, they have a really strong community and they're really clear and they're really authentic. That's what I'm meaning Mm -hmm. is this context. The most successful creators are honest. They're raw. They're willing to show up and be like, you know what? I don't have all the answers, but this is where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. And this is what I feel inspired to do right now. And we're just going to see how it works. See what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like it is being a human being in your creation. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of us over the past five to 10 years have picked up on these perfectionism, highly strategic approaches to creating Mm -hmm. content online, which has a place for sure. I think sometimes when we have just, just the right amount of that structure, we have the freedom to create and, and the fluidity to just be a human being, right? Because we're like, okay, I have this structure and then now I could just show up and create. Mm-hmm. But when that strategy takes over, I know for me, when I get really afraid, I tend to amp up that strategy approach and the performance like, hey guys, you know, it gets a little bit more, a <laughs> little less authentic, a little bit more, you yeah. know, fear driving the car. And yeah, I feel like that's the permission slip guys. Like we get to be human you know, we get to be human. Like this is a, I wouldn't say that I feel necessarily vulnerable in this conversation, but I would say that if I was to play into that fear, like my fear would start telling me a lot of things. Like you're a professional, you help people with their podcasts. Like what's going on with you? I had a lot of judgment these past months when I wasn't creating Riley's heard some of that, you Mm -hmm. know, and I could play into that and be like, Oh, I'm I'm a fraud. I'm this, I'm not a good leader. I could play into a lot of those little things, those little narratives that want to start swooping in. Right. But the reality is, is like, we're human, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I'm, 
I'm excited about hearing what, how this lands for some people. Cause I know there's lots of people who create that you can go like onto Apple iTunes. It's pretty much a cemetery of past podcasts. Like people create podcasts for a period of time <laughs> and then their resistance usually kicks in and then they stop. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty common thing. Sometimes it's just concluded. You're like, okay, I'm complete with this. And that's, that's perfect. And, and wonderful. But it is, there's a lot of people who talk about, I had a podcast, but I couldn't keep up with it. Or I had a podcast and I stopped creating. And my hunch is it's not that you ran out of things to say, it's that you outgrew the box that you put yourself in to create. And so you needed to to evolve and that's vulnerable to evolve publicly, (laughs) right? Like, Hey guys, okay. I remember I told you it was going to be like this. Well, (laughs) had some realizations, you know, so full permission to be a human. Um, yeah. Yeah. Full permission to outgrow the box that you put yourself in. Totally. Yeah. Maybe you've always created super structured shows and then you're like, okay, this is going to be a crying in the car one guys. (laughs) Yeah. Never know how many people that the episode of you just crying in your car is going to support and serve until you give yourself the space to let it be be a thing to let it happen you know yeah so true what was it like for you when you first because I know you were sharing your thoughts and your experience online at a pretty early age like 18 wasn't it or even younger yeah yeah I was about 18 maybe 17 but like close enough to 18 that it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah I love that you started young because I feel like when I was 18, I gave a lot less fucks about what people thought, mm. but what was it like for you? Was that like when you first started sharing your writing and your thoughts and stuff, what did you notice? Was it easy for you or? Yeah, it was easy for me. It felt like, Ooh, this is so interesting. It felt like I had access to the whole world if I wanted it mm-hmm. and at the same time because I started just from my own curiosity and my own desire to kind of document where I was in my life at that time so so for context I had a blog about spirituality when I was 18 and because I just had that desire to like share my experiences and and kind of have that creative outlet I didn't have all those voices in my head about how it was supposed to look yet. Nice. But I do now. And it's interesting the relationship that I have with also being able to recognize those voices and be like, whoa, wait a minute. That is not myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not the truth about me. And yeah, yeah, that is not what I'm here for. Which is it's it's actually like a gift in disguise, even though it's kind of a lot of mental gymnastics sometimes. It's like parkour. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Isn't that interesting though? Hey, like, I feel like the older I got, the more self-conscious I got about my creations. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm just realizing that in this conversation more and more. And I think I'm going to do some exploring around that. Cause I think like the reality is, is uh, especially in my generation. So Riley's a bit younger than me, more than a bit younger than me. And I feel like in my generation, we really went from not having a lot of technology to having a ton of technology 
in a very short period of time. So it was like, I didn't have exposure to people outside of my direct community per se until I was like, you know, kind of 20 ish. I'd have to look at the dates. I can't remember, but I remember when Facebook really became a thing and like the online space and seeing all of these opinions and all of this content. And I would say even now, especially with TikTok and Instagram and all of these different platforms where yeah. we're just literally bombarded with a style of content. It's just human nature, you know, for us to go, Hmm, does mine need to be like that? Mm-hmm. Do I need to create like that? Like, I know so many people, myself included that through the pandemic, we were like, do I need to start a TikTok? Like, What's, like, it wasn't even like, Hey, I want to start a TikTok. It was like, do I need to? Yeah. Do I need to keep up? Like what's happening? What's yeah. changing? You know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's so interesting. That is really interesting because I've grown up with technology. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really have it when I was a kid, but coming into my teenage years and now, you know, going into like my mid twenties technology and the evolution of technology has just grown with me. Mm-hmm. It's always been accessible to me in some kind of way. And so it almost feels like this is so weird and like not natural, but it almost feels like second nature Yeah, to be like in expression through technology. Hmm. Yeah. And I recognize that in myself, that doesn't necessarily feel that way. Yeah. So that's interesting. That's just something to notice about our own journeys, right? With being mm-hmm. in the world and this style of creation. And, and I'm a really big advocate for people creating in a way that feels like aligned for them, you know, because we're all so yes. different, you know, like learn about yourself. What's your style? Like, what's your human design? What do you, how do you like yeah. to create? Like Riley really loves batching stuff. She does not like to create TikToks all the time. She's like, every this day of the week, I just batch out and like, I'll message her and be like, Hey, how are you? I'm great. I just did 20 TikTok videos. Like (laughs) that's her style. Right. And, you know, I think that there's something to be said about finding your groove and finding like, there was a term that they always used to use in the coaching program. I did that. I always found really insightful, like create a structure that is greater than your resistance. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can see how batching for someone like me who has resistance around being seen or creating content like that. It's like, Hey, I'm just going to do it all at once because that's one time I have to get over my resistance, not yeah. 20 times I have to get over my resistance. Right. So yeah. it's almost like setting yourself up, you know, for the the lesser amount of <laughs> pain and suffering in a way. And yeah. And um, the greatest joy, because I can imagine that when you get into that mode, of creating mm-hmm. the reels or the, the TikToks, you're like, Hey, I'm in the zone, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to just get yourself to that zone every single time you want to make a video. Yeah. 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 Ooh. I mean, there's, there's so much to say about that too, even for the creation process. And I'll just keep using, you know, my batching TikToks as an example, but I can spend one day focused on creating TikToks and for myself specifically, I create uplifting content and it's mostly premeditated before I create it. So I can spend that one day on getting the idea out and, and getting the delivery right. Mm-hmm. And judging, okay, that doesn't feel quite like that's it and redoing it mm-hmm. in just one day, instead of having to show up every single day 
and make one thing and be like, oh, that's not it. That doesn't feel like it, that something needs to be shifted or, you know, that I didn't say that right. It's not good enough. Mm, That experience of one day a week, I do this creative work and I judge it as I'm creating it so that I can get it, you know, closer to what feels right and what feels good to me instead of showing up every single day, judging what I'm doing and going, maybe that's not good. That doesn't feel right. Because I can totally see how psychologically, if I was doing that every single day, I'd be like, I, I'm I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not made. (laughs) Yeah. In that way, I go to that creative zone and I'm like, okay, this is what I know I need to create. It needs to feel a specific way. It needs to land a specific way. And I can create that and not make it too personal about myself. Nice. Versus if you were creating every day, it almost starts to play on our identity a bit of like, I'm an Mm -hmm. online creator, but this feels really hard. And, you know, like that kind of daily going through it. Cause the reality is, is like, I think this whole conversation, we're just normalizing the fact that you will want to quit. You will feel resistance and you will judge parts of what you create and that's normal and it's okay. And it's actually beautiful and keep going. I totally see what you were saying there though, about like the daily creation. Cause Mm. I can see that for myself, that that would be, I think it would be exhausting for my nervous system too. Like just to be Mm. in that state all the time, like that there's something to be said about that. I really see that the future of this show is going to be a combination of batched episodes and then on the fly, because that's like part of how I love to create, but also it's like, I recognize that that's not always sustainable. Yeah. Y'all haven't been getting very many episodes from the on the fly vibe. So (laughs) sometimes we need a little more structure, (laughs) but yeah, I think that that's, that's super insightful. If I was to, even right now, the energy that we've created, no, I'm like, Ooh, okay. What, what could I record after this? You know? So there's Mm -hmm. uh, utilize your community to get you in the vibe too. Right what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Like I've I've been thinking about this for a lot of our clients is like when people stop podcasting, it's usually because they get tired of sitting down at their microphone and thinking up ideas of things to talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. And your community is like a, a plethora of ideas. I had one conversation with Riley. She's like, you just need to record a show about that. Right. I'll do it with you. Let's go. Right. Like that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. And also like allowing your creation to be an active part of your life. Like if I'm having a really juicy conversation with a friend, we've done this before actually on the show where we've been having like this super juicy conversation. And then I'm like, I'm just going to record this. Is that cool with you? Yep. Or let's say you were like out and you were having, I don't know about you guys, but like I have the craziest insights in the car, like craziest (laughs) insights in the car throwing your microphone on, or you're having a picnic, throw your microphone on, you know, yeah. just like sharing snippets of your life. Because if you want to be a writer or an artist or a podcaster or whatever, it's not necessarily going to always be within this tiny little box of your life that you created in. And mm-hmm. I think that's where it becomes unsustainable. Right. And that's what I'm learning for myself is like, I just love podcasting. You should actually see my setup right now. It's so gang because we are in between houses before we move in our new place. I have my mic jacked up on the dresser. I've got my computer in the drawer of the dresser with like my man's underwear right there. Like 
you do what you got to do to integrate it into your life. Like it doesn't have to look perfect. And I've traveled a lot in podcasts too. And I always loved that because it does, it creates this like different style of creation. So Mm -hmm. I think the overarching message here is like, get supported, know you're going to feel afraid and that's okay. You know, that's what I'm really getting for myself and get things that will overcome your resistance, like having a friend or, you know, whatever your style is of that. Thanks, Riley. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm happy that you're recording again. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, I love y'all. I hope that this served you in some way as much as it did me. And I'm looking forward to hearing any feedback from you guys on this episode too. And we'll talk to you soon.